Hey, Airbnb hosts, Natalie here. You already hear me every Wednesday on No Vacancy, the podcast, but I've decided to add a bonus episode at the last Friday of every month called Airbnb Advice Column. Every month, I'll ask you to submit your questions, pick three to five that I think most of you could benefit from, and those will go in here. So sit back, enjoy this monthly bonus episode, and thank you for writing in your questions to Airbnb Advice Column. XOXO, Natalie. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Airbnb Advice Column. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. Today, we've got five questions lined up for you, so let's just dive right in. First question comes from Grace. She says, why does Airbnb keep blocking people from booking my place? I call them and they say there's nothing they can do to overwrite it. Okay, so I'm pretty sure what you're referring to is sometimes when a guest is maybe trying to book one night over a weekend or something or a holiday weekend. If there's any red flags associated with the guest or just with the dates they're booking or last minute or anything like that, sometimes what Airbnb will do is they will block that reservation and there will be a little pop-up that says, I can't remember off the top of my head what it says, but it's something like there might be some suspicious problems with this inquiry. We are blocking this. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You've seen this happen. It's super frustrating. From what I know, there is nothing that can be done to override this. I, too, have called Airbnb. I've tried to fight it. I've said, like, hey, we trust this guest. I've gone back and forth with them. I've asked them questions. We don't have any red flags. They're bringing a baby. Like, we're good. Airbnb will not override it. I'm pretty sure that what this is about is that Airbnb has gotten such bad press for having parties, and they just switched to a absolute 100% zero tolerance policy for parties. So if there's anything at all that slightly tips their their algorithm off to flag this, I believe that their customer service agents are literally told you cannot undo it. Even if the context clues and everything tells us that there's not going to be anything wrong with that reservation, imagine, imagine that there's another situation where there's like a shooting or something that happens at an Airbnb the damage that would be done if they could go after that customer service rep and and went after the person who manually override that flagging, it would be so bad. I mean, people would be sued. People would lose jobs. Airbnb's ass would be on the line. I think that they just, that's one thing where they just do not care about losing that reservation. They don't want the bigger liability involved. So from what I know, there is nothing that can be done to override it. The one thing I would say to help with this because I noticed that this was happening over Halloween weekend on my listings. If you do have upcoming holiday dates or something, put two to three night minimums over those weekends and try to get them booked as far out as possible. I know that that's easier said than done, but I've noticed that that's really when it happens. Like over Halloween weekend for me, it was when people were trying to make a one night Saturday reservation the weekend before Halloween, and they were trying to book that on like a Thursday for a check-in on Saturday. That's going to be a red flag to Airbnb. But if I could have gotten that weekend booked for like two to three nights, maybe a month out, it probably would have been fine. So if there's any dates like that that you anticipate in the calendar that are going to trigger that action, try to put a higher nightly minimum and get them booked out as soon as possible. That's really the only suggestion I have for you. Next question comes from Jill, who said, how important is it to have a guest book at my property? I've already had two instances of guests sending me pictures of penises drawn all over the pages, 
And we keep reminding our cleaners to check the guest book after every stay, but they never remember. Jill, girlfriend, you need to get the guest book out. Okay, this is this is something it's sure it's a nice touch if it can be done well. I'm sure that there's some, you know, little serotonin boost that happens when a guest gets to write in it. It is not worth this, okay? It it takes one Karen to be pissed about a penis drawn on the page to leave a nasty review and undo all the goodwill that this guest book has been doing. It's also not your cleaner's job to go through the guest book. They are there to clean. They're there on a mission. If you have an inspector and you really want to send them in, but it's tough. I mean, as the guest book gets more and more full, what are they going to do? Leaf through every single page? Because somebody could have drawn penises 20 pages back. It's not necessarily the very last page. They could have gone into anything and, I don't know, drawn something, put some profanity. I don't know. I just, if you are running into any issues at all with the management of the guest book, chuck that thing out the window. You don't need it. No guest will even know that it was there to begin with. Nobody will miss it. I don't have a guest book in any of my properties. Get it out. Get it out. It is not your cleaner's job to leave through those pages. Tia said, do you have any tips for getting out of an Airbnb algorithm rut? Our views have been dropping and dropping, but we haven't changed anything about our listing, so we're not sure what caused this. I think that you just figured out your answer. You haven't changed anything about your listing, so you're not sure what caused this. That's what caused it. You haven't changed anything about your listing. Are you using dynamic pricing? Are you adjusting the listing? Have you refreshed the photos lately for the season? Have you recently gone through the list of amenities on Airbnb and seen if there's any more that apply to you? Have you looked at the list of categories lately and made sure that you're qualifying for all the ones your property qualifies for? You got to you got to stay on top of this. okay? that is what's changed. The fact that you haven't changed anything. Look, I don't mean to beat you up over this. I feel like this is totally common when things are going well and the bookings are coming in and reviews are good. That's when it's very easy to get complacent with your listing. but. Airbnb loves an active host. They have said so many times they love a host that engages with the property. They notice every single time that you make a little change to your listing, something as simple as swapping around the order of the first five photos, adding a caption to a photo. This stuff makes a huge difference. Winter's coming up, you add in the hot tub photos. Summer's coming up, move the hot tub photos to the end and add in the pool photos. Airbnb loves a host that plays with their listing and they greatly reward it with their algorithms. I'm also very happy to announce this. You guys are going to be the first to hear this news right now. But Level Up Your Listing Summit coming to Scottsdale, Arizona, March 11th through 13th. We just locked in a speaker. You guys are the first to hear this. Tatiana and I are so excited. We have Airbnb coming to do an entire session on how to level up your listing with Airbnb's algorithm. Tips from Airbnb insiders. They are sending three reps to come talk to us. They're also going to be doing complimentary listing audits and working with you guys in 15-minute sessions one-on-one to go through your listing. You do have to pre-sign up for those, so attendees look for the emails from us for that. Our VIPs are going to have first access to book those sessions, and once they are gone, they are gone. If the VIPs don't take them up, we will open them to general admission ticket holders. 
and they're going to go so fast. But we are so pumped to have Airbnb. You guys, Airbnb doesn't do anything in the space. They are at Verma and Verma Spring Forum, and that's basically it. They go where the big property managers are, but Airbnb is never at self-managed host events. And oh, the amount of emails and stuff we had to send to get them to notice us and pay attention to us was crazy. But we are absolutely stoked and honored to have them. So Tia, if you plan on attending Level Up Your Listing, you can ask this question about your algorithm rut to an Airbnb employee in person. Bring your laptop or iPad and show them your listing and they will help get you out of that rut. We are so pumped for that. If you're anything like me, you got into the short-term rental game looking for passive income. And since then, you've found that managing your listing is anything but passive. Sound familiar? Between messaging guests, managing your calendar, overseeing maintenance, it's a lot to tackle, and Hospitable is here to help. Hospitable saves hosts like you time by taking recurring tasks and guest messaging off your plate. You can automate responses to common questions, schedule messages throughout the booking flow, and even get AI to draft messages for you. You'll also be able to manage your calendar across booking channels from one place and can integrate with third-party tools like smart locks and dynamic pricing. Hospitable is the highest rated software in the industry with a 4.9 out of 5 rating. Hospitable gives you confidence to automate more of your short-term rental management so you can get more of your valuable time back. Try Hospitable for free with a 14-day trial. And if you use this link, you'll get an additional 25% off for three full months. Just head to hospitable.com slash no vacancy. Again, that's hospitable.com slash no vacancy to claim your offer. Hospitable. Sleep easy, host confidently. Our next question comes from Katie, who said, Natalie, please settle this debate for us. White versus colored sheets. My husband and I are in a heated debate over this. Ooh, Katie. Okay, I don't know what side you're on. I don't know why I have a feeling that you are pro white sheets and your husband is colored. That's usually what I see. And I'm so sorry if that's the case because I'm about to be on your husband's side here. I'm team colored sheets. I know, sue me. I know that this is a sensitive subject for a lot of people. A lot of opinions come out when you talk about this. I just, uh, look, I get it. If you can maintain the white sheets, there is something about just crisp white bedding that does scream luxury. But my avatar is not luxury. Okay, we're doing 800 square foot two bed, two bath condos. That's not luxury. Okay, our properties are very nice. We take a lot of pride in them. But for us, we are in the mountains. Things just, our sheets are clean. They're obviously washed between every single guest, but you can't ignore that there's little stains, little just, I mean, come on. I, I don't have to explain this to you guys. You know the hassle that comes with white sheets. And for people that say, oh, you can just bleach everything. I hate the smell of bleach. I hate washing things in bleach every single time. Like bleach is good as a spot treatment for certain stuff. I just, I don't know. I think bleach is overkill. I don't want to have to use bleach on every single load. Then you always have remnants of bleach in the washing machine. And then what if the guest wants to wash their clothes in there or you have colored throw blankets or your colored duvet or something that you want to add in? I just, I, I don't like to have to rely on bleach. And look, I already know that I pissed off so many of you with this answer. The white sheet diehard fans out there are loyal, loyal when it comes to white sheets. But I'm a colored sheet girl. And I actually want to shout out the Carwells right now. They 
have such a good strategy for how they incorporate colored sheets. I believe that they do white sheets for all of their king beds. Okay, so their nicest bedding gets white. Luxury, there you go. I'm pretty sure that they do like a light gray for all of their queen beds and then any of their bunk beds that have twin, they do a different color. That is so smart. Instead of having to label the bottom of the sheets or anything, just doing color and going by bed size, I absolutely love that. I support that. If you are able to maintain white sheets, go for it. But for us personally, for our avatar, we need low maintenance. I'm I'm going colored sheet all the way. And our final question today comes from Yoni. She said, our CPA has been telling us to hire our kids in the business and pay them a salary which is tax deductible. He said the job we hire them for has to be reasonable in nature and in pay. My kids are only four and six years old. Any suggestions on what I could have them do? Okay, your CPA is right. You should hire your kids in the business. I believe CPAs out there, correct me if I'm wrong, what is it right now? You can pay your kids something like $13,500 a year, completely tax deductible to you. They don't have to pay taxes on those earnings and you put it in a certain account that your kids get to just hang on to until they turn 18. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely, you should do it. Yes, there is the stipulation that the job you hire them for has to be reasonable in nature. So let me tell you what I did with my kids. My kids from like six months old, have been models at our listings and we photograph them to use them in some marketing about how our listings are family friendly and we paid them for that. I did not pay them the entire $13,500 or whatever it is for one modeling job. That's probably not going to fly over well if I get audited, okay? So you have to you have to be believable about this. What is a standard modeling rate? How many hours did they work? How much reasonably can you pay? You do have to research a little bit what competitive rates are, right? You can't just pay them to clean your property one time and pay them $13,000 for that and call it a day. That's not going to fly. So make sure that, yes, what your CPA said is correct. It needs to be reasonable in nature and in pay. There are so many things that you can do with a four and a six-year-old. Okay, let me list a few. So modeling, that is what I've done. Your kids can totally do that. Even if you don't want to show their face, use use the back of them. Use them like playing in the yard or something or shoot them from the back like playing board games in your listing and just show that it's a family-friendly place. You do not have to show their face if you don't want to do that. Snow shoveling. Bring them with you when you check on the property. Do you know how much fun they will have going outside with a snow shovel? And don't tell it to them that it's a job. Just, you know, give them a snow shovel and they will start shoveling for you, okay? Yard work they can do. They will have so much fun with that organizing the board games that you're listing. I'm trying to think of those like tedious tasks that you always leave to the end that it's not really your cleaner's job to take care of. Have your kids sit with the board games and put all the pieces back together. Cleaning baseboards. My daughter is obsessed with cleaning baseboards. It's like a job low to the ground that she can reach and do. I give her a microfiber cloth and she just runs her finger across all the baseboards in the house. She has so much fun doing it sweeping the porch, getting cobwebs down. You know how much fun they'll have if they can like try to turn their broom up and bat cobwebs out of the corner. That is so much fun for them. Have them help you organize the supply closet. Have them help you fold sheets. Your kid would have so much fun trying to fold a fitted sheet with you and figure out how to do it. My daughter loves folding laundry with me. We make it fun. She loves doing it. Here's an idea I am stealing from my realtor. Our realtor in Big Bear 
every single year around Christmas time, she sends out custom gifts to all of her past clients and always her kids design the gift. So one year we all got like bottle openers and she, her daughter had drawn a picture of a bear because this was my big bear realtor, had drawn a picture of a bear. And like in her, it was just so cute. It was like little kid drawing of a bear and her handwriting. And then they got this imprinted on this bottle opener. Last year, I think it was a keychain we got, we all got that said like my set of big bear keys that her daughter had drawn. Every year we got, we got something that her kids have made. Do this for your guests. Get custom gifts for your guests. You can get souvenirs, keychains, cards, handwritten cards or something. And if you incorporate your kids into that and have their artwork printed, that is so special to involve them in. Anything like if you make s'mores kits for your guests or something, have your kids be the one to assemble that. There's so much you can do for a four and a six-year-old. I'm actually really glad you asked this question because my coaching program, Host Like a Mother, is relaunching in March in conjunction with Level Up Your Listing Summit. And one huge focus of the program is how to involve your kids in your business. It is called Host Like a Mother after all. And I'm actually in the process of re-recording an entire module that's going to be about how to involve your kids in the business, ways that you can start teaching them about real estate and just let them grow in this role with you as you are learning about hosting and real estate. And we will get into the details and the nitty gritty of everything your CPA talked about, how to pay your kids, the amount you can pay, reasonably what to do, what account to put it in, what forms you need, how to do all of that legally. We're going to have ideas based on every different age on how you can involve your kids and hire them. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for your question. It was very timely. That is a wrap on this week's Airbnb advice column. I will see you guys back here next Wednesday for regularly scheduled programming.